Welcome back, Giants fans. So the Giants have hired their offensive and defensive coordinators. They hired Mike Kafka a few days ago, formerly with the Chiefs. He used to play for the Eagles and played for a few other teams. Didn't actually play, but he was on the roster. And the Giants today hired Don Wink Martindale from the Baltimore Ravens, formerly of the Baltimore Ravens, who's been there for a long time. So Different age gaps here. Martindale's 58. We have Kafka, who's 34. So it's a bit different here. Brian Dable does not have much familiarity with either guy. I mean, Kafka was in New England as a player. Dable was a coach in New England, but he wasn't there for that long. But not too much familiarity going on there. But anyway, we'll talk about the hires and hope you guys enjoy the video. And let's get into it. I actually forgot to mention this off the top, but we'll start there. Patrick Graham is no longer the Giants defense coordinator, obviously. I've not talked to you guys since that happened. Last time I talked to you guys about the Giants, it seemed like a sure thing that unless Patrick Graham got the Vikings head coaching job, which he did not, that he was going to be the defense coordinator of the Giants. It was so sure that even reporters were asking Brian Dable about Patrick Graham when Dable had his introductory press conference, and Brian Dable spoke highly of Patrick Graham. It seemed like it was a foregone conclusion that unless Patrick Graham got a head coaching job, he was going to stick with the Giants. But then Josh McDaniels, who of course Patrick Graham knows from the Patriots, gets hired to be the Raiders head coach. And then all of a sudden, next thing we know, out of nowhere, a few days ago, Patrick Graham goes to the Raiders. So, hey, I mean, good for Patrick Graham. I guess it makes sense because I guess, you know, Joe Judge and Patrick Graham had the connection. There is no more Joe Judge here. Patrick Graham has to worry about his job security and works with people that he trusts and is friends with. And the Raiders have some defensive talent, of course. So, look, I get all that. So, I hope Patrick Graham has a good future over there. But he was a really good defense coordinator here with the Giants and definitely really outperformed what he was supposed to do as compared to the offense that was just about as bad as can be. So anyway, hopefully Patrick Graham has a good future there with the Raiders. Now for our new defensive coordinator, Don Martindale, who was with the Baltimore Ravens. He's been a linebackers coach in the past. He's been the Ravens defensive coordinator since 2018. And since that time, I mean, Baltimore has had some really good defensive season just going down the line here so in 2018 Baltimore's defense was second best in the NFL in points per game allowed and they were number one in yards per game allowed so I must say Baltimore had some very impressive defensive talent at that time they still had Terrell Suggs they had Eric Weddle they had um, Jimmy Smith they had really good defensive players I must say that of course but what Don Martindale has done with this defense for the first three years out of four of being a defense coordinator was pretty impressive. Then in 2019, they were third best in points per game and fourth best in yards per game allowed. In 2020, they were second best in points per game allowed, seventh in yards per game. So that's probably like his worst mark in the, in the three-year span right there. But then 2021 happened, and Don Martindale only had a year left on his contract after this year. So there was some uncertainty about his future in the first place. And Baltimore's defense, I mean, they had a bad year last year, but it has to be due to injury. I mean, they had no Marcus Peters all year. They lost Marlon Humphrey. They lost to Sean Elliott. They lost Yannick Ngakwe in free agency. They lost Matthew Judon in free agency. This was not an easy situation for a defensive coordinator in the first place due to the loss of talent. So in 2021, Baltimore was 19th in points per game allowed. The Giants were 23rd, just to keep that in perspective. 
And in yards per game allowed, they were 25th. So obviously for a Baltimore Ravens defense that was so dominant with Don Martindale his first three years, that definitely seems like an outlier of a year because of guys leaving in free agency and guys, you know, being injured. So the biggest thing about Don Martindale is how he's known to be aggressive. I think we know about that by now. Here are his, well, the Ravens, I should say, blitz percentages and league ranks since 2018. In 2021, this past season, they blitzed 31% of the time, which was sixth most in the NFL. You're thinking, okay, six is a lot, right? That's, you know, near the top quarter of the league. So you're like, okay, that's a very good amount. But for Don Martindale's history, that's not a lot at all. 31% is like 8% lower than any other season. So in 2020, they blitzed 44% of the time. That was number one in the NFL by 4%. In 2019, this was the insane one, they blitzed 54.9% of the time. First in the NFL by 11%. Second place was 11% lower in blitz percentage than Don Martindale. So this guy is just the definition of aggressive. Let's be honest. 2018, his first year as DC, they blitzed 39.6% of the time. That was still first in the NFL. So the Ravens under Martindale were number one, number one, number one, and number six in terms of blitz frequency. So this man, as long as he has a secondary, he will be aggressive. And in an article I read before about Martindale, he believes that it's better to spend big and put more into your cornerback position because he trusts his scheme to generate pressure. Like Don Martindale has been on record saying that. So keep that in mind for future Giants moves. He trusts his scheme to get the pressure, but he wants guys in the secondary that can cover. Does that mean they might keep James Bradbury? Does that mean they may draft a cornerback this year high? I don't know, but just keep that quote in mind about Don Martindale. But overall, it's exciting. Like, I don't think the drop-off from Patrick Graham to to Don Martindale is really that bad at all. And you could argue that Don Martindale is better than Patrick Graham. I liked Vic Fangio a lot. I've always been a fan of his scheme. That's the guy I wanted. But Don Martindale is still a great option. I mean, he is a bit older, of course. But still, I mean, he has a resume of being a really good, really aggressive defensive coordinator. And as I said, as long as he has the cornerbacks, which he does right now, we still have Bradbury, we still have Dory Jackson, we still have Aaron Robinson, Darnay Holmes if he comes back, which I think he will. He was hurt last year a lot. But still, we have guys in the secondary that are good players, and Xavier McKinney as well. He's you know He counts as coverage. He's a really good center fielder right now in the NFL. So, I mean, look, we have guys in the secondary that can hopefully accomplish what Don Martindale wants to do. But it's exciting, and I'm looking forward to how the defense looks next year. In terms of Don Martindale's scheme and what he likes to employ, whether it's a 3-4 or 4-3, I would say the Ravens have been more of a 3-4 defense, but they throw everything at you. I mean, really, they have times where they have a 4-3 with two down linemen and then the defensive ends in two-point stances. Like, they'll do just about everything. Like, there's times they'll put both safeties near the line of scrimmage and, and act like they're blitzing. So... They'll do everything. I'm pretty much expecting everything and anything from Don Martindale's defense. I would say it's going to be a 3-4 more than anything else, but at the same time, we should expect to see just about anything here. But as I said, he wants to rely on his corners for coverage, and he wants to generate pass rush with the other guys on the field. Now for the offensive side of the ball, we have Mike Kafka, the 34-year-old, now the offensive coordinator for the New York Giants. So 
There's not much you can say in terms of what his scheme's going to be because Kafka's never been a play caller for the Kansas City Chiefs, but he has been with the Chiefs since 2017. That was Patrick Mahomes' rookie year, and Mahomes has given Mike Kafka a lot of credit to get him where he is today. So that, of course, is very important news. The thing that excites me the most about Kafka is that he's been with Andy Reid for a long time because those of us who have been Giants fans since about 2010-2011, we remember that Mike Kafka once came in against the Giants after Michael Vick got hurt and Mike Kafka came in through a couple interceptions. So he wasn't the best player, but hopefully a better coach. But we have seen Mike Kafka play before. So he was a player for Andy Reid and now he was a coach along with Andy Reid in Kansas City. So you know, Andy Reid's been one of the best offensive minds in football for a long time. Their route concepts, the pre-snap motion, they put up a ton of points every year. Doesn't matter if it's Alex Smith or Mahomes, they always found a way even back in Philadelphia. So Andy Reid's always been a really great offensive mind, and Mike Kafka has learned under that for a long time now. So that's exciting, of course. He has all the experience he would want. So this part's interesting. I think Mike Kafka and Brian Dable may have crossed paths before because Brian Dable was working with the Patriots at the time that Mike Kafka signed with the Patriots as a player. So this was back in 2013, and Mike Kafka was signed to compete for the backup role with Ryan Mallett to be the backup to Tom Brady. But unfortunately for Kafka, the Patriots signed Tim Tebow shortly after, so Kafka's stay with the Patriots was not that long. But maybe at some point during their New England stay, Brian Dable and Mike Kafka met along the way, and that was when Kafka was a player and Brian Dable was a position coach. So as I said, it's going to be hard to know what Mike Kafka is going to be. I can't sit here and say this is a great hire or sit here and say this is a bad hire. It's a wait and see. Um, I do like that it's out of the box, and a lot of NFL teams have looked at Mike Kafka in a very high regard the past couple years when head coaching positions open up or offensive coordinator positions open up. And it's always been assumed that whenever Eric Bieniemy got a head coaching job, which we thought he would the past uh, few years, that Mike Kafka would just slide in and be the offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs. But that has not happened yet. Of course, Eric Bieniemy is still there. There's rumors about him leaving now, but Bieniemy is still the OC for the Chiefs currently. And Mike Kafka took this opportunity to kind of get a promotion, if you will, and be the OC for the Giants. But it really does come down to who's calling the plays. Is it going to be more of like a Brian Dable scheme or a Mike Kafka scheme? Like, I'm sure they're both going to use this as a collaborative effort and really combine both of their brains and come up with the best offense possible, which excites me because we know Brian Dable's offensive history with the Bills, and we know Mike Kafka's coming over having learned under Andy Reid for a long time. So if you put those two minds together, I'm hoping the Giants have a really great, innovative offense that uses pre-snap motion and has downfield route concepts and gets the ball in the hands of their playmakers. Like That's all I want. I just want a creative offense. I want us to look like Kansas City's offense, of course, I want us to look like, you know, Sean McVay's offense. I want to look like a more modern day offense because watching Jason Garrett's offense the past two years, it's like we were stuck in like the early 2000s, late 1990s watching that. Like it was terrible. So hopefully this is more of a modernized approach to a, you know, just a current day NFL offense. So I'm pretty optimistic about it, though. I think Kafka, there is a lot of positive to take away here. And I do remember an Andy Reid quote that when Patrick Mahomes was drafted in 2017, of course, Mahomes sat for the first 
15 games of his rookie year. He played the last game of the year. But Mike Kafka's main responsibility was to get Patrick Mahomes acclimated to the NFL. And based on how Mahomes has turned out so far, you would have to think Mike Kafka really was a great influence on Patrick Mahomes. So once again, this is not like Daniel Jones, Josh Allen. I'm not saying that Daniel Jones will be Patrick Mahomes. Of course not. But at the same time, if there's a uh, if there's a good teacher to have, it seems like Mike Kafka's uh, that guy. So this is exciting and it's kind of out of the box, but hey, I'm happy the Giants are doing this and Joe Shane has definitely done a lot of out of the box stuff so far. It seems like John Mayer is finally kind of stepping away and letting Joe Shane run the show, if you will. So this is great news for Giants fans. Speaking of Joe Shane, WBG84, who's a great follow on Twitter, posted a clip of Joe Shane from a recent podcast. I think it's called The Giant Huddle or something with Paul Dettino, but it was Joe Shane talking about positional value. And you guys know, if you know me, you know I love positional value, how I think that should influence a lot of decisions in the NFL. And they asked Joe Shane about positional value, and he basically said everything I believe to a T. So, like, Joe Shane is just saying all the right things right now, and I'm very excited about this. And he's cleaning out the front office, it seems like, so far. Some guys who have been there for a while are leaving, and we're getting a whole new coaching staff. So there's a lot of newness with the Giants, and we need that. The Giants needed to clean house. There was a lot of bad habits and a lot of losing here the past decade, especially the last five years. So I think everything is moving in the right direction. As I said, I'm not expecting to make the playoffs next year, but We'll see. I think the Giants, though, should be a competitive team by 2023 or 2024, the latest. So we'll find out what happens there. But it's exciting times, exciting stuff. Hope you guys enjoyed this video, and I'll talk to you guys next time.